Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning. Welcome in to today's uh, daily spiritual practice of tarot. If you're here, welcome. This is where people who forget themselves um, in life, but often relationship, um, kind of gather to recenter, uh, to use energetics, to use source, uh, to use tarot, of course, to um, walk through our day remembering that we matter, remembering that to have like a clean spiritual channel within ourselves is our best form of stability. Because life will happen around us. Relationship things are out of our control often. Uh, like ha- like outcomes, because two or three people together in a dynamic is not controllable. Um, you know, life will be un- uncontrollable. And uh, for us who forget ourselves and get into people pleasing and over advising and controlling and getting into other people's business and doing it all for others and forgetting about ourselves and really just being that over supporter who has no life of their own really when they sit down and start to feel into their life. Um, I think having a really stable, clear, spiritual channel inside them. You know, I almost think of a spine, right? It's this, um, you know, I say this a lot on the podcast, and I never say but whenever I say a clean spiritual channel, un, um, I, I have this little hand gesture. And I didn't actually think about it until today that I should share it. Um, but it happens naturally. And when I say a clear channel in the self, you know, a not a self-centered life, but a centered self um, inside your life. You're centered, you're stable, you're rooted. I always take my hand straight so you can like uh, put your fingers together, like hands straight out. I point it towards kind of the dip in my throat almost quite a few inches away. And I kind of bring my hand down through the center of my chest to, you know, about my solar plexus and back up to the throat. And I always say like this channel, this channel, and that's the channel I'm talking about. I'm talking about the channel that goes from our solar plexus, our emotion centers, our personal power centers up through the heart, through who we are and love and where we're going in life, those centers up to the throat, which is how we then start to express this out and how more so with the throat, how we begin to express source out and um, keep centered, especially when we are, um, you know, communicating and, and things like that in our relationships and communicating with life and communicating with source. So I thought I should share that with you today. I've never got an inkling to share, but that seems to be the natural channel that I'm working with, which is um, let's go from, you know, your actions 
to your expression and let's make sure that's all really clear and clean and and that it's all you know really rooted in you and your essence and and not everybody else right so if you're here thank you for joining me um let's get in the cards today they're big ones so uh, i'm gonna take a sip of coffee while i say to you um what's your intention today for being here is there a place in your life where you'd love to hear a message on this, whatever we're just about to talk about, which you've already seen the title, which I don't know what it will be yet. I always title it afterwards, but um, just consider and say to yourself, say to source, like, um, you know, let me listen. Let me hear what I need to hear here. Um, yeah. Mm. I need one more sip because I think you need another second to actually engage and do that. Mm, that's good coffee. Don't forget to engage with life, engage with a podcast, engage with a video. Um, you know, you matter. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Uh, if you were here at my table, I would not let you get away with not setting an intention. Because um, <laughs> I'm that type of person. Um, I probably would push come to shove, but I would encourage you um, and give you a, a good nudge to do so. Okay. All right. So our cards today. Our self-abandonment card is the nine of wands. And it's in reverse, so it's in self-abandon and it's in its shadow. And our self-returning card today is the tower. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had the tower upright as a way to come back to ourselves, as a way to remember who we are, as a way to clear up that channel and really stabilize that channel within us, you know, so we can be the essence of who we are, the individual of who we are, and still be able to connect out to the world. So it's, it's big energy today. And we had the tower reversed the other day on the podcast, uh, quite a few days ago. And we talked about how in reverse, um, there's such an internalness to it. And so now the tower is coming up externally. And this tells me that I might have listeners whose life is about to shake up in some way for them. But also, this could show up as someone's identity being shaken up. And I'm going to talk about what this means in terms of the tower. Um, suddenly, by something, by life, by something in their relationship. There's a big, almost too simple message when I look at these cards as a match, as a pair in their respective spots. 
of don't give up, you can make it through this too. As well as I know you don't want to take the risk, but it's going to find you anyways. It reminds me of experiences where one experience in particular and for about 34 years I was a very risk averse person nine of wands in reversed I did not believe I was resilient enough to get through big things big changes big shifts to who I thought I was where I was in the world, the relationships that I was in or forming or chasing. I did not believe I had what it took to get through those. I said I did, right? There was this identity I had that um, I could, but my choices and actions showed me where I was really at. So we can communicate all day about who we think we are, which is a tower, right? We build up this identity around us. Really, we are just a person on a hill overlooking our life. It's my goal in life to become the person on the hill again without the tower. That's what I try to do with us here, especially when we have readings that are about our ego. There's nothing wrong with an ego. We need an ego. We can't get rid of the ego. Ego protects us. But I'm talking about that specific side of the ego that is built on the stories we tell about ourselves and the things we do to build ourselves up that are not us. They are not our essence. So you might have an essence of mother. That might be an an intrinsic truth in your life. But the identity you hold of what you must do as a mother or must look like as a mother is the tower around you on the hill. So you on the hill looking out over your life, you're an embodiment of mother. That could be one thing that's true. But the story of, well, that means that I have to always have a clean house there's some bricks in the tower. Well, that means that I need to be seen as the mom that's putting my kid in everything. And my kid should always look happy. There's the tower. And now not only is there a tower there, but now you've pulled your child into the tower with you. So I hope that gives an example when it comes to people who are not mothers, or parents, because that applies to fathers as well. Um, and any, any type of caregiver, there's such an intrinsicness to that example, because you are it once you're it, you're it once you're a mother, you're a mother, right? And, um, 
once you're a parent, you're a parent. That, that doesn't disappear. That doesn't. Where does that go? It doesn't. It's intrinsic to you once you've had that moment. No matter what happens in that relationship or how that looks. But there is this feeling with the nine of wands in reverse, usually with the nine of wands upright, it's somebody who's kind of been battered. They've they've got on some sort of bandages. They're holding a wand to to be upright. They have all these wands at their back and it's about resiliency. It's about getting to the end of our ambitions, the end of our movement. We are here. We are unmovable in what we're doing. When it's reversed, we don't believe we can move at all. We're trapped, right? We are trapped by our own identity. We're trapped by our own expectations of ourselves. We trap others in the tower with us. Um, in a dating or relationship scenario, this is someone who, you know, if it's 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 a little bit nine of wands like I don't believe I'm capable of surviving without all of these identities because the identities keep me in a tower nice and safe and if I was free I could do whatever I want and I think there's a message in that today for some of you're not doing the thing you want to do here because it's going to be a major shakeup. And the self-abandonment part is the part of you that's saying you can't handle it, that it's too much for you, and that intrinsically you're going to fuck it up or make the wrong decision, which is a fallacy right? That is part of the tower. Oh, but I need to do it right. There's some bricks in the tower. What is right? What is right in this scenario? It's just life. It's just choice. It's just risk. You're going to be okay. You know, the tower comes in because you are resilient enough. The, the tower doesn't come in when we won't make it through the other end. That's a whole different card. It's a whole different card. This is, we'll make it. We will fall from that tower. Things might hurt. Uh, especially our ego. Especially our sense of self. Right? Not even just ego. Okay, I can let go of that word here. Our sense of self. Our sense of identity. But we have to be willing to risk and our self-abandonment is when that part of us comes in and says, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You can't handle this. This is going to go bad. You don't know. Everything's going to be terrible. It's going to happen anyways. That tower is going to fall. You know, sometimes that tower is what our relationship looks like. Right? We we don't want to risk leaving a relationship or changing a relationship drastically. And because we built a tower around it. 
oh, but everyone sees us as the fun couple. But everyone thinks that our relationship is really good. You know, people see us as as strong. People see us as X, Y, Z. People tell me that I get more support than they do from their partner and I should be lucky. You know, all of these things, bricks, bricks, bricks in the tower. Bricking us in. And um, when we are risk averse and something needs to be shaken, our identity of ourself, you know, usually with the tower upright, my personal experience is that life will shake you up. Life will bring in the very thing that you have been avoiding. And it, it happens on points of pain. It's like we've, we've had every opportunity to choose this for ourselves. We've had every opportunity to choose what we needed to choose to strip back that tower and start fresh, to be free, to have a more open identity. Because here's the thing, there are people living in the world. I love watching queer people. I love watching non-binary people. I love watching people who express their gender, their sexuality, their personality differently all the time, because it tells me intrinsically that I actually don't need to have such a structured identity around myself and, and keep myself into one form because others are free with theirs, which means it is possible. And maybe it doesn't look the same for you. It's not the same identities. It's not the same expression. That's fine. But it's saying you can have a life that is expressed differently. You can have a life that is free from the identities that you bricked yourself into. You can be free again. Some of you, that's the message. I know it's scary. That 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 is our self-abandonment. You know, and it's okay. We're not we can't do away with the self-abandonment. We have to let it be one of those motivators. You know, when I realized how lost I was in my own life and how little I thought of myself, it was a moment of motivation. I was motivated deep down in that and especially in that channel with source of but I want to love myself. You know, we we desire freedom. We desire to not be bricked into one way of being, to one relationship uh for some people, to one way of life, to one career. Apply it to your life, right? Especially in relationship. We feel you know, this is intrinsic for that feeling of, but we can't break up, but we can't separate, but we can't change the agreements in, you know, our relationship. But I can't stop talking to this person. I can't stop casually sleeping with this person because, and then you fill in the blank. But the point is, is that you're already thinking about it. 
It's just that you don't think you'll survive it. And you will. Today it says, of course you will. And the tower says, if you won't do it, I will. If you won't do it, I will. And that's life talking. That's source talking. It says, I know you pray for this. I know this, you know, it. you can't stop thinking about what life would be like if. Did you know those are prayers? Not the kind of prayers we think about when we think about church. The intrinsic connection to source. You know, what we can't stop thinking about, what we're like, I wish, I wish, I wish. You know, and not the kind of wish like, I wish I had a million dollars, I wish my business would take off. But just that, like, I wish I had the courage. Why isn't this different? I want it to be different. I want it to be different. You know, and <laughs> I I have uh, Malcolm from Jurassic Park in my head. Life finds a way. Life will find a way if you're a Jurassic Park fan. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely have a sci-fi fantasy nerdy side. Um, you're welcome for that one. My story. I know it takes time for me to get here. I was talking about moving from my hometown since I was 17, 16, 17 years old. I always stayed for relationships at first, school, and then friends, and then family, and then I did not know why I was staying for many, many, many years. I mean, there was always the same friends, family, that's always a really decent reason. But the point was, is... I wanted to be free. I wanted to be able to move around. I wanted to experience more of the world. And um, I wasn't. And I truly believed I wasn't capable. When I look back, I would never have told you that in the moment. And there's a good chance. There's a good chance you're in the same zone. Right? Because this is saying you don't need to do anything this is your situation, the thing that needs to break. Life's going to find a way. You just watch, you know, and you still have some choice in the matter. But life will find a way. Um, and please be in on it with them. <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, I kept saying I was going to travel or do things and I go to save money and I couldn't seem to save money. I had this real, real lack mentality, but I also had, you know, that spending on silly stuff. And it was a, a protection method because it seemed like too big a risk. I didn't even trust myself to travel. Really? Um, only where I knew there was some safety. Um, and that started to loosen over the years, especially as things got closer to the tower. It's like you start experiencing a little bit of that freedom. You start experiencing a little bit of what that could be like. You start pushing yourself out of the box a little bit, but intrinsically that big risk you want to take is still kind of 
not doesn't seem like it's within your choice. Like as much as you think about it, you still are not doing it. You're not doing it. And that's where I was with this particular thing. And what ended up happening was I met my partner. We fell in love and love was enough to move me. And that's not the end of the story, actually. That's not the tower moment. I started selling everything I owned. I told my roommate I was moving out. We put in notice. She was actually going to move too. I had taken her down to one of my favorite places on earth and the Okanagan in BC. And she loved it. And we were working from home in COVID. And she decided, that's it. I'm going to move down there. It's beautiful. And it is. And I'd always wanted to do that. But here I was you know, I, I had the money and I was going to drive across Canada and be with the man I love. And, uh, something happened and, um, everything broke down and it was beyond both of our control and it was going to happen. We just didn't want to see it. We were stuck in our tower. We're stuck in our tower and, um, I won't get into the specifics, But it was one of those moments where everything exploded in an instant. It had been growing, though. When I look back, the honesty is it had been growing. Him and I both knew it. We were just stuck in our tower. We We didn't want to break that ego of, but this is our identity. And we fought against it. And, uh, and this happened and in an instant, we both knew one, we couldn't be partners at that time. We didn't know if we'd ever be partners again. And two, I couldn't move out there. (laughs) And then three, that meant I had nowhere to go. Now I could have picked easy again and, you know, told my landlord, maybe I want to stay or, um, found another place in my hometown But what I did was I woke up the next morning having cried for probably 12 hours straight. My roommate said, you know, you're always welcome to come with me because it's deep COVID, you know, and there was such safety for us and each other, me and my roommate. And I said, okay. There was no other choice. There Life had just shaken everything out of me. We, Our place had flooded. I didn't even add that. Our place had flooded two months before. So there was no basement. So we were crammed into the two upstairs rooms, sharing a bathroom. Crap was everywhere. And it was just a disaster in the house. And so it was like life just kept shaking, shaking, shaking us. And um, forcing me into this move, whatever this move looked like, it was going to happen. And so I woke up the next day, we sat and had coffee in a sunbeam in the living room floor. And she said, you, you always know you can come. And I said, okay. And I got on Kijiji a few hours later when she was working. And I said, there's a great place. And I phoned up and I got the place. And I told the guy, we're it, we're the renters you want. And uh, we had the place within 24 hours secured. And 
it had everything we needed. You know, it was furnished. We had sold off a lot, pretty much everything. And, and that's how I ended up moving. That's how I finally broke that seal for myself. And now look, you know, like 18 months later, 20 months later, I moved all the way across the country because thankfully, uh, things with my partner came back together and we were able to be friends for, um, Oh, I think it was about six months. We were just in friendship. We were in constant daily friendship, but we were not making any decisions based on each other. There's still a lot of love there, but life had to shake up what our relationship looked like. And life had to tear down my life, you know, flooding and breakups and, um, you know, an empty house in the middle of not knowing where I'm going to go and all sorts of things, right? So that's my story of uh, the nine of wands and the tower. And the thing is, is that actually at the end of the day, I was resilient enough. But because I didn't believe it, I wasn't able to be as active a participant in the preparation and in the, um, the actual events that needed to shake me up. And that's what I mean by life will find a way is if, if there is something that actually needs to be done and we know it, I mean, we are thinking about it in our head. I was thinking about moving for years when I broke up with my previous relationship, which had lasted six and a half to seven years. I had been thinking in my head, should we break up? If you know, like what, what point do I have to get to, to know that I want to break up with him? And I always tell people now that was the sign. I'm not thinking about breaking up with my person at all. Not at all right now. But back then I was thinking about on a constant basis. And I've watched it happen in my friends as well, where they're talking about it, they're thinking about it. And sometimes it has taken them two to three years for things to finally break down through the tower and to finally change that dynamic. But sometimes we can let life do it for us. If we want, life will do it. All of those situations, something happened. Whether internally there was a breakdown or externally. And the tower right side up is usually externally. It's like stuff is going to keep hitting the fan until you hit the breaking point and just do what you need to do, right? And it's going to break down who you think you were. It's going to break down all those bricks you put up. You know, I thought me and my guy in the beginning had this like perfect fairy tale teenage love, you know, but in your 30s kind of situation. And um, we did. And that tower had to completely fall for us to then have a real relationship. And that, that is the facts. So, um, so hopefully my story offered you something. Hopefully this tarot read offered you something today. Um, sometimes we, we can start to choose hearing this reading may make you feel like, you know what, this is my sign. Um, whatever it might be. Um, but the tower asks us 
as I said, the last time we had the tower right side up, you know, the we hold the tower together through control, through force, through people pleasing, through overgiving. We are the support system for that tower to be held up and we're trying to hold it together. We need to let it fall. We need to take our hands off it. We need to walk down from the tower and out into freedom. Because if we don't, often life will come in. You know, it doesn't have to be drastic. It doesn't have to be the most terrible things, but it can be enough to shake our root system so we can actually uproot and go be free. So whatever that is for you, um, just know it's coming with or without you with or without you. It will arrive. Where are you going to be in that? Stop believing you can't handle this. You absolutely can. All right. That's it for me today. I care about you, especially today. Uh, the tower. I, I always feel very strongly about the experience I had with that. And the reason I know it was related is that was the card I pulled um, at the beginning of the year. And me and my roommate sat and I said to her, my life's going to burn down. And it did. It didn't actually burn. It flooded, but <laughs> it burned down. It broke down. Everything that I had that year broke down. And um, it was rebuilt. So, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm going now. You have a good one. My heart with you. I care about you. See you tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.